Hey, it's just Blaine and Bex here with the best podcast in Utah. That's right. It's Radio Daybreak, a show highlighting the people, businesses, and events that make Daybreak, Salt Lake City, and Utah one of the most majestic places around. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and never miss an episode of the best podcast in Utah, Radio Daybreak. The trumpets have sounded and the end is nigh, but have no fear. Your prophet is here. I'm the Fresh King Benjamin, host of Vibing the Apocalypse, a podcast that uses comedy to bring injustices that I went through to light. I'm an escapee from a Mormon polygamous compound in Wyoming. I was taught that the world was a wicked, wicked place. But now that I've escaped, I want you to show me all the wicked things and help me catch up on what I missed out on. Check out Vibing the Apocalypse right here on Ride the Wave Media. The following presentation is a production of Ride the Wave Media. Hi, welcome to Practically Magic. This is Courtney Pearl, your host and local witch. I'm a pagan witch, card reader, healer, spiritualist, Celtic priestess, teacher, artist, and mystic seeker. On this podcast, we are discovering the mysteries of the universe and use them to create the life we seek. On this episode, we're going to dive in. This is episode three. We're going to dive in deeper to those three things we talked about in the first episode, which is the things that are needed to create a spell, and that is the words, the will, and the way. And today we get to talk about my favorite subject, which is the will. But before we get into that, we're going to start with pulling a card for today's episode. This is our getting ready for the episode and seeing what comes up for us today. So I'm going to trust that whatever comes up, whatever card I pull is exactly what you need to hear in this moment in time when you're listening. This is just a way for us to get some clarity and understanding about our lives. I use divination to give myself permission to trust in my own intuition and know what comes up is exactly what I needed to hear today. And that in and of itself is pretty magical. All right. Today's card, I am pulling from the Magical Nordic Tarot deck we did last week. It's one of my new favorites. I love to have it on hand, and it's beautiful artwork. So today's card is the number 20, Judgment. And this card has the word forgiveness with it which is interesting because a lot of my clients that I have been doing healing sessions with this last couple weeks, this last week and specifically, the issue of forgiveness has come up a few times. And sometimes when I have clients, it's a, it's a touchy subject because a lot of times we're still working out what forgiveness looks like. One of my favorite quotes, and I, I can't offhand remember who said it, but something like, maybe it was Winston Churchill. I want to say, I might be wrong, but (laughs) they said, refusing to forgive someone is like drinking poison and expecting it to hurt them, which I think is a really important point, especially in the energetic healing world. When you are looking at an exchange of energy between people and relationships, it's really important to understand what it is when we hold on to a grudge or when we hold on to just negative feelings towards a person, you may be completely valid in their 
hurt in in being hurt for what they did to you but being unwilling to forgive or to let go or to process your hurt and to be able to just set boundaries with that person and still love them and forgive them you have to really understand who it's hurting who is really hurting from that but i'm looking at the artwork on this card and i'm thinking it's a it's a woman looking into a lake and seeing her own refre- reflection and i think this is really powerful in being able to see that a lot of the work when it comes to forgiveness is actually forgiving ourselves and i find that to be for most people the most difficult thing to do sometimes we can excuse other people easier than we can ourselves. Having the compassion to be able to say, I may not have done that right, but I did the best I could with what I knew how to do. And I think that's going to be a perfect way to start our episode today because we are going to dive into some of that work, that self-reflecting work. I'm going to actually just set this card up so I can look at it while we are talking because... I say we like there's more than one person here. It's just me today. (laughs) Just me and all the people who live inside of me talking today. But as you are listening and I'm talking, I am going to look at this card and I'm going to really allow that to guide me on what it is we're going to talk about today. I want to start with a little story time. Um, Instead of pulling up a myth or folklore or personal story of mine, I really want to bring up some of the cool experiments that I've seen that help us understand thought and feeling energy in the world and how it works. Sometimes science is the best kind of magic that there can be. So there's experiments with a Dr. Masaru Emoto. He does this experiment with several different things. I think he does one of the experiments he's done is with plants where he has two different plants. One is the control plant and one is the the variable. And the variable plant is the one that is going to receive lots of love. So each plant gets treated exactly the same, is in the exact same spot amount of sunlight, the exact same amount of water, and the exact soil. All of those elements are exactly the same, but he treats one plant with a lot of love and a lot of positivity and actually speaks to it with loving words and and the other plant is left completely alone or ignored and just being able to tell over time how both of those plants flourish differently that one plant starts to wither or even when when given some negativity is a withering plant and the other plant is like flourishing like green and full and growing and he does this experiment also with two jars of rice where he has a jar of rice that's like the negativity jar and one is the positivity jar each jar of rice is closed off and sealed exactly the same all of that's the same they're kept in the same place but he has one of the jars is for all the love, all the loving words, all the loving thoughts, everything that is given to that jar. And then the other jar is given negativity and hate and all of this intentional energy that is low vibe. And the low vibe jar of rice starts to mold, starts to get like black mold in it, where the other jar of rice 
is completely white and healthy and clean. <laughs> he also does this experiment with water, freezing water, and he does write things on a petri dish with water in it. He'll write love, beauty, kindness, Whatever kind of positive vibe words, he will actually write them on the Petri dish and freeze them versus putting words like hate and fear and anger and low vibe words on Petri dishes that he freezes. And he looks at those frozen water crystals under a microscope and you can look up the results on, if you look up his name and the 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 pictures and images of that those crystals are incredibly different. So the ones with like high vibe words are these geometric perfect crystals that look like snowflakes. They look like beautiful arrangements of geometric patterns. Whereas the low vibe words are like random jagged images. Nothing is symmetrical, everything is like just ugly. And there are a lot of cool experiments out there to be seen. Now, some of his work has been received some criticism as to whether or not it's really scientific. But if you also look up Veda Austin on Instagram, she she's somebody that I follow. She does these very specific freezing methods, and she has been hailed for her imagery, things that she's been able to show that water has memory. So she does this very specific short-term freezing method, um, but she will put a Petri dish of water next to an image, next to a tree, on the, on the stomach of a pregnant woman, all of these different things, these images, even just pictures. She'll put a Petri dish on a picture for a few minutes and then use her short-term freezing method. And then she does pictures of the crystals. And if you look it up, you will be amazed at what you see. It will show you how water holds the vibrational energy of certain images and certain, certain ideas that it relays back into the images in the water. So if anything that I'm talking about today you have any question about whether or not it's real or whether it's been scientifically proven to be real, those are some really awesome experiments to show that intentional thought energy and images can hold, especially in water. And all of us are water. Our bodies are made up of 70-80% water. So if water holds memory and if water holds vibrational energy, then it would be really, really important to consider what effect our thoughts and feelings and beliefs are having. And that is what we're going to talk about when we talk about doing magic. When we're doing magic into the world, we have the words we talked about last week, and this week we're talking about the will. And this is how do those stories, if spells are stories, then how do those stories make us feel? What are really the belief systems? Here's one way to think of it. There's the red car thought, the red car story. And it goes like this. If you just stop and ask yourself, how many red cars did I see this morning on my way to work or yesterday in my whole day? How many red cars did I see? 
Now, if you weren't looking for red cars, you might be thinking, well, I have no idea. I probably saw red cars, but if I'm thinking back on the day, I can't remember. I don't actually remember seeing red cars. But if I say, you're going to get $1,000 for every red car in the next 24 hours, I bet you anything you're going to be looking for red cars pretty intentionally. You're going to be looking for it. And this is why perspective is everything. It's not that you are having more opportunities coming to you than ever before. It's that you are now programming yourself to see those opportunities and to find them and to catch them when they do come. It's like the way that self-fulfilling prophecy works. And my good friend Brenda Cradolfer, she's the one that does the Empowered Wife workshop and has a podcast on our own Ride the Wave Media family here. I took her Empowered Wife workshop and she did something called the self, she called it the husband fulfilling prophecy. So she said, write down the one thing that bothers you about your husband the most, what you wish would be true and just isn't true at all. I, he never helps out around the house. Never. Right. You write that down and then you write down the opposite statement as if it's true. You would say, he, my husband always helps around the house. Now, it shouldn't feel true when you write it. It should feel like, oh, that's not true, whatever it is. But if you write it and then you write down 10, uh, 10 points of evidence to support that that is true, you are now going to see the red car everywhere. You're going to see that that is more true than you previously thought. And this can happen with anything in our lives. If your thoughts are constantly on, I never have enough money, and you believe that, that's the story that's written into your body and into your brain and into your, bo- into your vibration and your frequency and what's running. So let's imagine then for a moment that your body and brain was a computer. The work that I do in emotional processing is a little bit like going back in and reprogramming the computer. Because if you have a computer that's 10 years old, I'm not an IT person, but if an IT person were talking to us right now, I'm sure they would say a computer that's 10 years old, if you've done no updates and no cleaning up and getting rid of programs and doing maintenance on it like that, it's probably not going to run great. It's going to have all of these outdated programs that are going to be trying to run. And when outdated programs are running, it slows down the whole computer. It's clogging everything up. And our bodies and brains are just like that. So Something we need to understand about our mind is that we have these neural pathways that have been created, and they're just these little connections in our brain that help us understand the world. That's what neural pathways are, and they're created to to meet chemical needs. So our brain is just always trying to get dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline. We want those really good feeling chemicals in our brains, and we want to avoid pain. And our brain has been creating those pathways to do that job ever since we were in the womb. And by the time you're born, when you're just a tiny little infant, you already have those neural pathways are mapped in your brain. You already have 25% of your brain mapped. 
just but on the first day you're born. And you might be thinking, like, where do those little neural pathways come from then if I haven't even experienced anything in the world yet? Well, it comes from your mother's experiences. You're in the womb listening to what she's listening to. You are in the environments that she is in. And you're sitting there in water. So if you believe that the water is holding a vibrational frequency, then that is where your neural pathways are being developed, which is just all of the environment or anything that mom is doing while she's pregnant with you. So here you come into the world, 25% of your decisions made about the world and how it works, how to get your needs met and how to avoid pain. By the time you're three, you have 75% of your brain mapped because you're like a little sponge. As a little baby, you're just taking in every single sight, smell, sound, feeling, everything. And you're hyper aware of everything that mom and dad are going through. So if they are going through a hard time or they're having experiences, you as a baby are picking up on all of that and you're making decisions as to whether or not that's safe or not safe. And then by the time you're eight years old, you have 100% of your brain mapped. So the way that you do life and the way that you try to avoid pain and get your needs met at this point as an adult is really not your fault. Everything has been programmed into you. And the problem is, is that a lot of those programs don't make any sense. They're outdated and they might not even totally do the job they were meant to do. Because if you decided as a baby that the color green was always around when you were in pain, you subconsciously downloaded program in your brain that said, the color green causes me pain, right? This is just an example. Well, we can logically say or consciously say, that doesn't make any sense. The color green has nothing to do with my pain. But your subconscious doesn't know that. It's already downloaded that program way back when you were maybe two and a half years old. Whatever. So here you are as an adult, and you don't even know why you don't like green. And this is where it comes back to those stories. Spells are just stories, right? So if the stories we are telling, especially about ourselves, are not necessarily true, or they're really outdated stories, how are we ever going to be able to create the will that is required in the spell we're trying to make? If our spell is to earn more money or to, to grow abundance and wealth, we're trying to write a story that says, I deserve wealth. Well, you can say the words, you can say the affirmations, I deserve wealth. I deserve to have what I want. I The world is abundant. You can say that all you want, but if there's a program running deep in your subconscious that says, nothing ever works out for me. I never have enough. Money is scarce, and so is all the resources I need. And that may have been something from an experience you had as a young child, or it even can be passed on to you generationally. If your ancestors were growing up in poverty or had to sacrifice a lot or lived in scarcity, those programs can actually be passed on to you. 
And we'll talk more about that on a future episode when we talk about generational healing. But I want you to be aware that not everything that you believe or that is a program in yourself started with you, that it's all your fault. But it's incredibly hard to change all that just by consciously thinking it. And that's where emotional processing and some of the work that I do is extremely important. The the work that I do with emotional processing, it's not quite like therapy. And I do believe in mental health and therapy. I have a lot of good friends and a lot of really great professionals in the mental health industry that I believe therapy is super, super important and special and has its own place. The work that I do is a great partnership to therapy if you're already doing that. But what I do is a little bit more spiritual, a little bit more energetic. And what we get to do is we get to do a guided meditation where I take you back in time. And sometimes I take you back to the womb. My very first emotional process I ever did was going back into the womb. And I didn't even know what emotional processing was. I was like, is this therapy? I don't even know. What are we doing here? But then my facilitator, she said, we're going to go back to three months in the womb. And we're going to talk about what happened. And it's not based on memories because obviously I don't have conscious memories of that time in my life. But she started asking me, what was your mom going through at that time? What sort of things do you know? And then what is it that you feel? Because that's what's most important. What do you feel like was happening? And ultimately, what we came to was some really powerful things I didn't even know could be an issue. Like we started working on the spirit and the body were at war with each other. That the spirit came to this body and was deciding whether or not this was the body that the spirit wanted to live life and would serve its purpose in, in life. And was skeptical and was coming into a family that knew would be critical, would be hard on me. And there was a lot of back and forth as to whether or not this body was going to be able to serve the purpose that the spirit wanted. And once I realized that was going on, it felt right to me. It felt like that's it. That's exactly what's going on. I can feel it. I can feel it energetically. I can feel it in my body. And once we were able to work through some of that, so much came to light and awareness for me that I was able to heal things I didn't even realize were issues or was something that needed to be healed. And so I highly recommend that as a modality for trying to figure out what programs are running in my subconscious that are sabotaging me to get what I want. It could be with abundance and wealth. It can be with career and purpose. It can be with relationships. I've done a lot of emotional processing for myself and for clients that have to do with, I just cannot show up for my spouse or my child or my children in the way that I want to be. For some reason, I keep going back to old patterns. I keep going back to things I know consciously don't work or that don't help, <laughs> don't cause connection with that person that I want to have, 
But when I get frustrated or when I get triggered, that's what I resort to and I can't seem to stop. And emotional processing is fantastic for this because when we are triggered, people use that word a lot, I get triggered. What we want to do is we want to be able to identify what the trigger is, where did it start, and all triggers are in this whole explanation. Triggers are just those outdated programs popping up, okay? So sometimes they're programs that are running in our subconscious that are so contradictory, they don't even make sense, or they, I have one belief that believes this, and I have another that believes this, and when I'm triggered, both of them come up at once so that I feel confused and overwhelmed, and I don't know what to do. So when you feel triggered, it is actually data, and you can, you can even look at it that way. This is data coming up to me to tell me what, what is it that I need to be aware of here. Right? So let's talk a little bit about that energy that goes with that. So, high vibrational energy, something that has a high energy, and I'm getting this information from a book called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die, which talks about how energy works in the body and how it gets stuck in the body and how ailments in the body can be linked to emotional connections, even when they are, can be traced back to an accident or physical harm. But in this book, it describes energy in a really cool way. It talks about how, like when you put your finger in the water and you create a ripple effect, the vibrational frequency that is closest to the source or the spot where you put your finger in the water, that's going to vibrate at a higher frequency. And in the book, Power Versus Force, he actually uses groups of people to muscle test and to calibrate, give a number to that energy level. So anything high energy, high vibration is going to resonate at the same frequency as love, enlightenment, acceptance. Those are going to vibrate and calibrate in the 400 energy level or higher. Enlightenment is the highest. So that's 700 to 1,000 on that scale, the way that he measures it. But if something vibrates outward from that source, the further away it gets to source energy, the lower the vibration. So that's when the wavelengths get slower and bigger and they're waving like this, <laughs> trying to show you with my voice. So high vibration, close to source is fast and, and high and then low vibrational frequencies ripple out from there. And that's why emotional experiences are not just good emotions and bad emotions. All of them are good emotions because they're honest and true. But if it vibrates at a low energy, it's going to vibrate further from source. And if source is universal source energy or all creative energy in the universe or God or whatever you want to call it, it is going to vibrate closest to creational source, which means that in order for me to create the life I want, I need to be vibrating at a higher frequency. I need to raise my vibrational frequency to match what it is I'm trying to make happen. And that's where the will comes in. It is your will that creates, that matches that vibrational frequency and creates whatever it is you're looking to create. 
Okay, so that is how vibrational frequency works. It's it's scientific and all a little bit detailed to think about, but that is why for a lot of us who are spiritual or religious in some way, I myself I identify as pagan spirituality, so deities or mythology stories that resonate with nature to me is what makes me vibrate at a higher frequency to match what it is I'm trying to make happen. And for me, it's never mattered whether or not those deities are quote unquote real. Okay. It's never mattered to me whether Jesus was a real person or not. To me, he was a teacher that taught how to love and how to show love to your fellow man and how to connect to that higher vibrational frequency. And that is why I think those mythology stories are so important to our human nature. Whatever belief system that you use to believe in yourself, that's going to work for you. So energy follows intention. And nothing gives us that cooperative spirit more than being able to invoke feeling and intention with a a god or a a goddess or whatever higher power we want to personalize that energy source. And to me, that is creation. That is how it works. And we are children of that. We are children of the creator because we are able to create just as gods and goddesses do. We just create it as humans during our human life. And so when we can tap into that creative energy and be able to resonate at a frequency that creates the thing we want, we're matching it and we're pulling it to us. Now, we can go into a lot more detail as far as talking about the 12 universal laws The law of attraction, as a lot of people uh, studied it in The Secret, (laughs) and The Secret was like super popular for a little while there. You were hearing about it everywhere. Everybody was like, have you read The Secret? We can manifest whatever we want. Now, the law of attraction is actually only one of those 12 laws. And as I've mentioned before, the law of attraction, it's, it's all great and it is real. It is real magic. That is something you can do. But you cannot do do it with words alone. You have to be able to do it with the words, the will, and the way. So we're going to dive deeper into all of those things in the next episode. I'm so excited. I could talk about that subject for hours and hours and hours, but I'm going to put these resources out on my social media, and you can take a look at the books that I've mentioned and some of the, the other connections to those things. But the most important thing to take away from What we've talked about today is that doing a lot of the healing work that I do and that you are doing, because if you're listening to this podcast and if this is resonating with you, it means you're on a healing journey too. And everyone is on a little bit of a healing journey because anytime you are going through life and you feel yourself stuck or you feel like there are certain aspects of your life that could be better. I don't know anyone who doesn't have certain aspects of their life that could be better. Then you're on a healing journey. And that healing journey is just about saying, what is it that I want to do different? And how do I figure out how to do it different so I get the life I want? So I have the success and the purpose and the relationships 
and the peace and the joy that I'm looking for. So that is something that we work on. And I also want to mention real quick that I do work in that emotional processing sessions with clients. We work with the energy as shapes and colors because colors are a vibrational frequency in and of themselves, right? They are vibrations. They are frequency of light. So when I say we're going to identify what color your emotions and your beliefs are and move that out of the body, the energy will follow your intention. As you label it a color and you label that feeling and you move it out, you are working with those frequencies. So that's how the magic works. And we're going to talk more about that when we talk about in next week's episode, we are going to work on the way, the ritual and practice of that. So before I get into all of that, I want to just go to our next segment and we're going to go to a question from a listener. And this says, it's my question this week from my special email club, people who email me or message me on social media. The question says, I have been seeing crows or ravens a lot, either in real life or in images. What could this mean? So I have a lot of clients that will say to me like, oh my gosh, I've been seeing a certain animal or a certain color or a certain symbol. And if it's animals, I love to reference the the book Animals Speak to help me figure out what the subconscious message behind that animal coming forward. And as a pagan, the wisdom keepers of the old, the druids, they believed heavily in divination as far as how animals show up in our lives. So animals were an incredible part of that indigenous culture. And I dare say it's part of almost every indigenous culture on the earth that we were so at one point in time connected to nature that it always meant something if we saw certain animals, that it would have been an omen or a symbol of something. And what I take that to mean is potentially, these are some potential answers to that, is that a lot of times crows or ravens have to do with, they're seen as guardians to the other world. So it might be an invitation for a person to look at connecting with the other world, either in shamanic journeying, in their meditations, just trying to connect with what the other world, some people call it the fairy world, some people call it um, on the other side of the veil. I believe there are many different forms of other worlds and other dimensions that, that exists right alongside our reality. So crows were often seen as a guardian, like a a guardian between the worlds. And so they could be an invitation to look into that. It could also mean, because the color black, and these are black birds we're talking about, it could be a message from the other side as far as a loved one or someone who's passed is coming to, to give you a message. And what that message might be is for the person themselves to figure out. So I do believe we all have the ability to channel spirit or to channel from the other side what messages we're meant to receive from our spirit guides or from our loved ones. 
This is something that I practice quite regularly. And again, I love I will be so thrilled to talk more about that spiritual connections and even hopefully get a medium to be a guest on our show. So that will be something we can dive into on that future episode. But for now, just being able to look at crows and ravens as a sign that someone is trying to get your attention. They're often um, messengers and the color black is really significant in a connection to generational or ancestral messages which means it's somebody in your direct line or family line that is trying to um, reach out to you and maybe even make you aware of something that you need to know. So I would say look into that. I would say do some work in that in that area and find out what it is that you need to work on or what you need to be aware of. Because really, you're the best person to know for yourself. So once again, next week, what's coming up for us is going to be the way. So we will have done the three episodes on the words, the will, and the way, the three things you need to create spells to be able to write a spell or do a spell. So the way is going to be the ritual or the practice that you need to do, the actual physical actions that you can do to create the spells, to send that intention out to the universe and get what you want to come to you. Your job is to use magic in everyday life. So using this magic to strengthen your relationships, to heal, to prosper, and to thrive. Those are your assignments for this next week after listening to this episode and going into this next week. Look and be aware of the magic that is already within you. That when you have belief systems that believe in yourself, when you have stories that run internally within you that say, I am powerful, I am magical, I am capable, that is going to be the magic. You're going to see it in your life. All right, so for more information on this and other topics, please go to my social media, Instagram, at prism underscore healing. I am posting new videos and new reels and new live videos almost every day. That is really helpful and great information to dive deeper into these things. I also share a lot of stuff from Veda Austin and her Instagram. So if you were like, whoa, that sounds interesting. (laughs) It really is. It's incredible. You're going to see a lot of that on my Instagram. And then of course, I'm on Facebook as Courtney Pearl. You can find me because my uh, profile picture is me in front of Stonehenge with my drum. If you're seeing that, you've got the right person. And you can always go to my website at prism-healing.com. And that is where you can book your own session. I can do an emotional healing session or Reiki session or any one of my other services. I can do over the phone from anywhere. So if you're listening from a different state, different country, it doesn't matter because I can help whatever you need. So send me a private message on any of these platforms, anything about magic or healing or energy, and um, then I can feature your question on future episodes. All right. And some of the resources that we've talked about today were power versus force, says the hidden determinants of human behavior. And the author is David R. Hawkins, MD and PhD. 
that is a fantastic book. If you're looking for more resources on energy levels and what that means and how to figure that out. And also Feelings Buried, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol K. Truman. That, in the beginning of that book, the first couple chapters, will show you a diagram of some of the things I talked about today on energy and what energy closest to source looks like. So there's actual diagrams you can look at in that book. I would like to thank Ride the Wave Media and my fellow podcaster, Brenda Cradolfer, whose show will be coming out very soon on The Empowered Wife. She, I mentioned her earlier in this podcast and her workshops and things are amazing. So I would like to thank her for that information that you heard earlier in the episode. I want to thank Jess Blaine and Bex for all their support and love. I would like to thank Daybreak Treasures Boutique for featuring me as an artist and sponsoring the events and workshops that I'm doing. And please look up my next Healing Through Art workshop. If you liked the things that I talked about today and you want to give them a try and you live locally in Daybreak, South Jordan, Utah, I am doing a Healing Through Art workshop every month. So catch my next one. It is amazing. We get to do real magic together. All right. And until next week, go do some magic, you witches and wizards. <laughs> <laughs>